Mahomes at bay. The Tampa Bay Bucks, Super Bowl 55. Hello and welcome back, or welcome for the first time, whatever it is, to the Bucks Banter Podcast. I am your host, Colin Hallboom. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Bodan Yard and Scott Capron. And welcome to our recovery episode. We're going to try to (laughs) talk our way through what was one of the craziest, most psychotic, epic weekends of playoff football the world has ever seen. It doesn't even matter who you are, where you're from, or why you watch the NFL. This weekend was surely one you will never forget. Uh, In terms of the Bucs game, it's going to take some time to recover from what was one of the most crushing playoff defeats I can remember as a Bucs fan. Um, And maybe, you know, part of that can be attributed to the fact that the Buccaneers have only made the playoffs two times in the last 14 years. But I think more of it is due to the way this particular game went and more, more specifically how it ended. So I had no hope, like no realistic belief that the Bucs had any chance of coming back in that game for almost the entire game. And then, then they decided to, to give us Bucks fans some hope, which is what made it so crushing. You know, a ton of, a ton of hope. Like not like you know, really turned it in, into a coin flip game at the end there. And uh, yeah, hello everyone, thanks for tuning in. Um, what a weekend! What a game! The Bucks one was for that to somehow be topped uh, later that night by the Chiefs and Bills was just incredible. The Rams Bucks game was absolutely insane, and it doesn't even hold a candle to what happened in uh, in Kansas City. So. Um, yeah, lots of places to go here. Genuinely feel terrible for for the Bucks fans and, and the listeners of the podcast. That that sucks. It's almost it almost would have been easier to take had they just uh, you know maybe scored twice and it was a and it was a twenty seven seventeen final or something like that. But the fact that they came all the way back and just got diced at the end of the game and the Rams didn't even have to kick a long field goal or anything, right? So I know I know I know we're gonna cover all that, but just a true roller coaster, a true roller coaster game. Insane, insane, <laughs> insane weekend. And like to think that we started off with three games where the opposite, like the visiting team wins on a field goal. Yeah. And then we get to that Kansas City Buffalo game. And it's just absolutely ridiculous from start to finish. And nobody can be stopped. And I I had lost all hope in, in playoff defenses after watching what had happened uh, to the Bengals and the Titans. And then San Francisco just completely puts that on its head. And then we get those two ridiculous games the next day. Like, it was so fun. It was incredibly fun. Probably not great for anyone's heart. Um, but, yeah, it was great. It was, it, was, it was a very fun thing to be a part of and to be a football fan this weekend. 100% agree. Um, all right, Colin. I want to. I want to flip it to you. Okay. I want to. I'm going to take the lead a little bit here, just because I can see it in your face. You're reeling. You know what I mean? Like it looks like you left the bar, but you can't find your buddies. I've I've seen the look on your face before. Um, so, game kicks off at three. How are we feeling around noon or one o'clock? Because you had some. You know, you had worries. You had some apprehension even leading into the game, basically all week, right, with the injuries and just the talent of the Rams. So were you feel, was it similar? Cause I, we're, we're literally saving this for the podcast. Cause we didn't want to, we wanted to get yeah. this all live and get the reaction here. So how were you, how are you feeling before the game kicked off? Yeah, I was feel like, you know, when it became official, Werfs was out, um, which I expected, right. That's why I was saying things like, I didn't really understand why the bucks were favored. Like, I, like I just, I didn't agree with the line anyway. Yeah. Um, because it so you know that was what it was i was not super confident but definitely felt like they had a chance if everything went right yeah um and yeah i mean that was how i how i felt like i didn't have like you know we talked about it and thought about it yeah. so much so it really just didn't change much it was, it was yeah, really okay. the same mindset where, whereas i felt like the bucks were big underdogs like internally yeah i feel I, like you were fine you're fine with the worst news but then you you sent me a tweet about the receiving core behind Mike Evans, and it oh, yeah. I felt like I could feel the like like a vacuum in my phone or something like all like it just sucked all life out of you. 
two years. Yeah, that's like, a great, is John that's Brown going to play? That's a great point, Bo. Uh, with Cyril, Cyril Grayson, like I'd never had so much hope in Cyril Grayson <laughs> playing and like wanting him to play because we just needed someone with something to give at that position um, outside of Mike Evans. And I also didn't know how, how Leonard Fournette would look, which was a pleasant surprise because I thought Lenny battled real hard yesterday and ran real hard. Yeah. And when you're dealing with first, you know, first drive, yeah. Yeah, just so like, I mean, Bucks fans got a lot to be thankful for in terms of Leonard Fournette. Like he's quite a warrior. He's really performed for the Buccaneers um, these past two postseasons. But, well, at least that, that game anyway, when they really needed him. Um, Do we want to get into the highlights? Or yeah, like we can just highlights or... yeah, as well we'll, now. Sure, sure, Bo. Why don't you run the highlights and we can just kind of talk about it a little bit? Yeah, sure. You wanna um, we don't have to talk in. about exactly what we see, but we can. I haven't yeah. even looked at a damn thing since the game needed some yeah. time to recover. I figured, you know, the podcast is a good way to do it collectively with some bucks. Yeah, it's yeah and like we, I, I, I made this little package here. The uh, the Fournette thing uh, at the very start of the game, he came out, he had two big runs. I think he got a first downs on his first two touches. Um, and uh, sorry, let me use this uh, full screen here. Um, but I pick it up half a little bit over halfway through the first Stafford goes down to his almost sack and it's Sue is all over him right after he thought oh, that he got yeah. kicked. You oh, guys yeah. remember this, Sue, gets the, Sue gets the penalty. Sue gets the penalty. Yeah. Hockley gave two of these, right? The one to Brady too, I found is a little ridiculous while yeah, we get to that from the mouth. Here, so yeah. I don't know. It's not that much of a kick though. I don't know what Sue's really so ex- upset about, but it's regardless, but re- yeah, and regardless, yeah, yeah. Though, what did Sue really do? Like, true, not much. He yeah. just pointed at him. Yeah, like, come on. And then here, uh, Kendall Blanton gets a touchdown off of that penalty, basically. Yeah, um, just like everyone thought. Yeah, it, it would, yeah, Higby right beside him, but he goes, "Oh, Blanton looks nice." Yeah. Yeah, sure. So here's a nice play by Brady here. That, that was, was unbelievable. Yeah, that, that was an incredible play. Brady was like under so much pressure from the very start of the game. Unbelievable. Yeah, but only turns into a field goal. Yeah. Which is always after gets the ball back. And I think this is the one where he gets, yeah, Vita Vea takes him down. Yeah, that was big. Big Vita big was playing third hard. down. And then this is this is the the gut punch at the start of the game. So Stafford oh. with the underthrown ball to Cooper Cup slows underthrown, down. Underthrown ball, the best the best play in football. Yeah, exactly. Literally unguardable. Cooper Cup. Wow. Mike Edwards wasn't the only one. Wasn't the only one, but Mike Edwards had a lot of bad safety play this weekend for sure. Murphy Bunting and Edwards. The Chiefs. Mike Evans went crazy. So he gets three. I think he gets like three catches on this drive. He's so good. And I know we know that. And like, but and Bucks fans know how lucky they are to have him. But oh my God, is he good? And does he show up when it matters? But this is this is the this is the third catch for Mike Evans and the the penalty that takes it away. Uh, Von Miller hits him in the head. Brady's all over the ref after this. He's bleeding after this as well. And and Brady gets called. Yeah. Well, this but this throw is backs incredible. it up with this. that throw. Yeah. That throw is when I tweeted uh, goat goat activated like because I just felt like okay he's all pissed yeah. off. Yeah. And he ba- he bounces one in the dirt here and they got to set- try to settle for a field goal here. I'm pretty sure, but I think they missed this one. Yeah, 45 yeah. yard 48 yeah. yarder. Special teams it's... special teams were a big issue, right? The Bucks struggled in all three phases in the first half, every possible way you could imagine, but the special team side of it was really bad. Yeah. You know, you're and just not doing yourself any favors. It's so yeah. debilitating missing a field goal like that cuz it's it's no points. You don't get to kick off. Then you you're starting their drive with with good field position, right? It yeah. just hurts you in so many ways. This is when it felt like the game was like like okay, maybe there's no chance for the Bucks. Take a sack, and then Brady gets a little. That was doesn't a... see the coverage. Shit, the safety comes out of nowhere. He, he made a great play. Open. Yeah, it's a great play. He made a great play, and then you know, yeah. luckily the MVP of the game for the Bucks here, Cam Akers, fumbles. Oh my god! Um, no. Without him, it's without him, it's not even a game, right? So like this no. was just beyond huge going into halftime. Really know, close. Seven three. Ball moves yeah, just I, before I, his helmet goes down. I Bucks thought that was tough. This. Yeah. To be honest, so I thought it was. I thought half. it was out of his hand, though. Like yeah, 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 yeah. I did, yeah. But not 
as not so clear. But yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Enough. I had to put Devin White's first pass breakup of the yeah. season in that one. <laughs> uh, Corey Hall on Facebook says first TD was White's fault. Yeah, he left his he left you know as usual his eyes get all big when he sees yeah. the quarterback roll out and he'll just abandon any assignment which happened there. Um, Very yeah, so Odell, Odell made a big play and then uh, yeah. Stafford gets it on the sneak. The Look books Gronk, try to man. answer here. Gronk with a big catch. You know, but they settled for three here. Yeah, they had to settle for three. Yeah, yeah. And just the yeah. theme, the the Bucks O line was they had their worst game like this as expected, but yeah. it was yeah. This um, is the second time that this happened too. Hey, they kicks yeah. out of bounds. Well, that's what I'm talking about with the special teams, man. Never like, saw. Is that there before. any? Is there any play in football yeah. that's more unforgivable than kicking the ball out of bounds? Okay, here we got the fumble once again. But, kept him yeah, in the at game, least but... at least you get this play right off of it. Yeah, cup over the middle. Literally somehow the gets some play, slippery yeah. hands. It, SMB gets to take it back. A bit. We don't we don't have to talk about every little one. We can just because I want to say like what you just said, Scott. The the field goal or sorry the kickoff stuff like that's like airballing a free throw twice in a game. Oh yeah. And, and what are you trying to even do? Like. It's pretty hard to, you know, pin someone into the corner if that's what you're trying to accomplish. Like, just either pooch it or try to kick a sky ball to the five so you have a you have more time to get down there and cover it, or kick it out of the end zone. Like, it's just insane. Especially after you have the it whole width once. of the field. Especially after it happened once. Yeah. And like, let's face it, no, everybody hates the kicker anyway. Right, yeah. so they have come come off, and it's like, oh, you just did that. Good job, dickhead. And pinion pinions are punter. He's had a terrible season as a punter, oh, like really bad year. You know, I, yeah. I can't see him being back. Um, this is now this, this was is, that was a gift. Well, this from is the right after that sack fumble too. That was when, no idea what's going on. Like that, then it felt like the Rams. It was it was just turning from on the Rams. That the, was when I got the, hope. That was when I yeah. got yeah. hope. Like this stuff doesn't happen. Like this doesn't happen to the team that's going to win usually. Yeah, it was, and, and it's thirty yards. Like, if what the like, holy shit! And then don't they get they get nothing out of it? Yeah. Oh my god. Just no. I think I think they they get something out of this. I think. No. They get that I don't stack, think so. and then they went for it on fourth. I think they convert they this. No. No. This is the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Yeah, where they were, of course, I, like most Bucks fans, assumed then that was going to be a spot foul put it, the ball's going to be put there, like P.I., but because the ball, the ball. Barely touches the ground before. Oh, him. my God. That was just insane, man. But, like, th- this just shows you how weird of a game it was. You have a taunting yeah. penalty on Tom Brady. This call, your kicker kicks it out of the, like, kicks it out of bounds twice. Like, it's just hard to win with all this shit. Yeah. It I, is. As a fan, and when you and you actually have a good team that you cheer for, you just want the game to be as normal as possible, and then you hope that your good team plays better than the other team, right? And then this yeah. just wasn't a normal game. Also, what's going on here? When he left this short, I thought like something was wrong with the TV. Yeah, I, I thought, thought it I, went couldn't, I couldn't see that either. Yeah, I didn't watch it all the way through. I was like, oh, that's in line. It's obviously good. He's not that deep. I I saw a tweet that was like. Uh, 47-yard field goal left short. It's like a, it's Tuesday night, and I'm watching Ball State versus Bowling Green. It's like, you know, that happens in college, but oh, my goodness. Oh, and then this is just when Evans takes over the game. This no, is Scotty like, Miller with the big catch on the oh, sideline. Yeah, I think Evans starts going crazy Evans. right here. It is still yeah. when he does that, though. They, yeah. Oh, my God. This is when I was. I, I, my he children, was bullying Jalen Ramsey. My children bullying. are terrified of me today from this play. I can't That's imagine why. I can't terrifying. imagine why. Terrified of me. My the baby won't even come near me. It's just it's so nuts. It's it's and they don't have any timeouts left either, right? So it's still just the one first down thing. And look, he was gonna get eight yards on that play, yeah. and then boom, Sue makes the play. So at that point, not only did I have hope, I was like, we're winning this, we're winning this game. Uh, like there's too, yeah. too much stuff is going on here. This is just fate. This is Tom Brady fate like the but we're winning right so this is when i had gone from thinking there was no chance to ne- to then getting hope to then at this point thinking we're winning this game yeah and then this is the, some big conversions the, the call on fourth that's coming up here i thought was fantastic i thought unbelievable I thought, call yeah. i thought they might the, move it up 
But for Wait. him to go off tackle, it was ballsy. It was a ballsy play call because you got the best quarterback sneaker in the history no, of the sport. No, way, no way. That wasn't the call. Look at him. He did no, bounce that out on himself. I'm I'm saying to not do a quarterback sneak. Oh, like but, oh yeah, yeah. Like there was, but he, I don't know if the play call is for Fournette to go to the – I think Scott's right. I think Fournette was supposed to go inside there. Yeah, and he just he bounced was. it outside. And sure. Okay, yeah, but they didn't call the quarterback sneak, which I think everyone yeah. expected is all – Okay, this is Fair Cooper enough. Cup back to back. But back to sorry. back. Last one on Antoine Winfield Jr. Just I can't think of a worse way for this game for this game to end. The funny thing is game. though, oh, sorry, just to get back. Oh, sorry. All right. So we're gonna see the dagger through the hearts here. But yeah. you know, Fournette scored and left what 42 seconds on the clock. It's funny because if they do just get the yard then that's no. probably another two plays and even less time. On the, I mean, I'm not saying Fournette shouldn't have scored. I'm just being like hindsight. We, yeah. You just don't need that much time to get into field goal range, right? Like you, it's really not difficult. So, I thought, yeah, I thought yeah. the timing was working out perfectly. It being like, you know, under a minute, I was, I was just, you know, you're right, Scotty. But at first it was like, you know, I don't want to leave him too much time. And when it got to 46, I was happy with that little amount of time. I was like, I feel pretty good here. Need a couple stops. The D with a bunch of miracles we're, we're getting those stops in the second half um but obviously yeah and i don't mean to be armchair like you know nitpicking guy or whatever obviously you you fournette scores there i'm not saying that it's just like when there was still over 40 seconds i'm thinking that's like six plays to get you know 35 yards it's just not that it's just not that hard like it's just not. We see it all the time. How many times uh, teams get into field goal range? Yeah, and obviously they way exceeded that. You know what? What they get down to almost a ten yard line or whatever, right? But um, I I had a bad feeling when Fournette walked in there just because just because of the weirdness of the game. I thought we needed a Stafford pick, which was kind of felt was coming just with all the turnovers yeah. and the fact that he hadn't thrown one yet. But man, what a game! What a f- good like. Great job by the Bucs not to give up. 27-3. Now, granted, the Rams really aided that, namely Sean McVay and Cam Akers. Oh, my God. I don't know what happened to McVay in the second half. Went into a coma. Some really fast three and outs. Three and out, just killer. Absolutely killer. And obviously, you know, Akers putting the ball on the ground. But, um, you know, one team had to lose. Right, one team had to lose, and it just happened to be Tampa. And easily, they easily could have won, for sure. And it felt, you know, felt straight up lucky to be in that position. But that doesn't change the fact that once you're there, it's like a new game. So you can still pick when there's one play. There's going to be a time when you can call it out, and you know, even for Todd Bowles, even for potentially the most aggressive defensive coordinator over the Mm -hmm. last ten years, along with like Spagnolo or whoever. um, Yeah. To go cover zero there when they needed to cover so much ground with such little time, and to send Sean Murphy bunting right your your slot corner on a yeah. blitz and take him out of a prevent situation, like what the hell is Sean Murphy bunting going to do anyway? Um, Sue almost got to him on that play on his own. Sue had a great game in the end; like he had a, he yeah. had a few really big plays. Yeah, after that big penalty at the start, he was lights out. Even, our, even on that yeah, penalty, he, it wasn't he much. The, yeah, he forced yeah. that fumble to give him a chance and. Um, yeah, but, I, but if you're Todd Bowles, man, like like that, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna do that, and then you leave Winfield on an island with with the best, one of the best receiving players in the history based on this season coming full speed at you, um, on your own, no help. I mean, props to Stafford for hanging in there and just going for it because breaking down that that it's like a dagger route they call it. I forget what they call it in McVay's offense, but that's meant to just be a clear out at that point for a guy coming underneath yeah. on like a digger and in. And Stafford went and just hit cup because they obviously saw they had the one-on-one with the safety, which is just it is a mismatch with that head of steam going for Cooper Cup. Of course. Um and Winfield got left on an island and you know, you don't hear many people calling out Winfield cuz it's not really his fault, man. Bulls put him in that situation and yeah. um you know, I'm a huge t- Bulls guy. Like, I'm not just piling on here for the sake of it or trying to find an excuse. Like I said, I didn't think we had much I, – I had no hope for the majority of the game. But um, they got there. They got to that spot. It felt like fate wanted them to be there. And then I feel like that strategic decision was just so costly in the moment that uh, hung them out to dry and, and lost them the game. Yeah, it really yeah. did. And, like, you know, whatever – 
can't change your stripes or and like you know bowls is aggressive but that oh, man I, I don't know i don't know i mean i guess if it, it's one of those if it works it's great and if it doesn't then you're getting killed for it right so easier said than done or easy to to comment after the fact but i still think you just play them keep them in front of you and make them have to make a play or kick a really long field goal to beat you right exactly, like, exactly. you you have to yes doesn't matter exactly yeah. And I mean, we're also talking like it was it was discussed everywhere, including here ad nauseum. Um, you're talking about the best quarterback against the blitz in the NFL this year. Like Stafford yeah. has just eaten blitzes for breakfast. Yeah, I just pulled it up. Like so at the first like six drives of the game, next gen stats is all over it. The Bucks defense blitz Stafford on more than half of his dropbacks to start the game. And Stafford started six for seven, 57 yards and a TD versus the blitz. And they they basically dropped their blitz rate from 64% at the start of the game in the first two drives to 14% on the four drives after that. Like it was it was wow. noticeable the difference and when I, he's I'll, facing a blitz. And I'll give Bulls credit, I guess, for for adjusting, but like we called it going in, right? That was one of my yeah. big questions. And Scott said I don't think he's going to change his way. I remember. Yeah. So obviously Scott was right to start. And I was thinking, no, he's going to do the KC thing. He's smart enough. Um, he obviously. But he was finding some success with it in the second half. I think I texted you at some, some point. I was like, he's actually, Stafford was like regressing a little bit against the Blitz at the start of the second half. But I don't, it doesn't but that, excuse it. You know the what's Rams, coming. Yeah. And the Rams weren't like helping Stafford out by just running on first and second down every single time. Exactly. Right. Like, like look at, they were throwing the ball on first down almost every time in the first half yeah. and look at how easily they were moving the ball. So, and I was, yeah, not we got to credit the box, but, and we got to have a name for it, whatever it is, what, what the opposite, the opposing fans don't want you to, or they do want you to do, pardon me. Yeah. And that's what I wanted them to do was hand the ball to acres predictably up the middle. Yeah, um, of course. And they just kept doing it. And I was like, Oh my God. So I, I you're right. Scotty 24 touches for acres in the run game yesterday. Like crazy. You were on, I thought you're, I thought the seven was, was ambitious. I know um, 13 and a half was, it was in the first half. They didn't use Sony at all. Pretty you know. tough look for Michelle. Yeah. I was just about to say that the guy coming off of the Achilles um, is just completely out touching you. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what the trust factor is in this next game against the Niners. Um, with those running backs because like yeah i know fumbles are kind of random or whatever but like that was like that's tough that's tough to give acres the ball i would say in, in a championship game like this um coming up we'll see what happens but yeah yeah pretty miraculous comeback by acres as we as we talked about on friday oh, our friday show um but yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I, I like i yeah. i'm like cautious to even ask you this now but like coming out of that game i'm sure you've watched every post game presser they had me yeah how are you feeling i haven't watched anything you didn't watch anything i haven't watched anything highlight i missed i I almost missed the whole first quarter of the bills chiefs game dude i was very like off after that like it really messed me up um it sucks as pathetic as that sounds like i just like i was like i'm going to put my my daughter to bed like avery was cheering with me and the worst part was so that's my my three and a half year old she loves because I was going nuts. Like I scared the baby, like I said. So Avery <laughs> runs down in the middle of dinner and just starts cheering with me like crazy. And oh. superstitiously, I thought of her a second. I'm like, you gotta get out of here. Like things were going great. But then I was like, no, 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 it's not. <laughs> no, I would I would have said the same thing. I would have been like changing the clock. It's bedtime. Yeah. yeah. So then she continued to cheer when Stafford completed the pass to cup. And I'm just like Oh no! Oh no! Weirdly made it worse. (laughs) Yeah, that Um, would. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. So I just needed to get away from uh, NFL for a minute. I caught like I caught the just I I tuned into the Chiefs Bills game when the when Singletary ran it in and then put Avery to bed. You know, uh, so I I think that's a pretty good breakdown of the game. Obviously, they easily could have won. They didn't come out firing, and that killed them. But but call what's your big takeaway from the season? You know, 13 and four Brady obviously was one of the top two MVP candidates. I think you can make a really good argument that uh, at full health, that's the best team in the league. Maybe one, one of the two best teams in the league. Anyway, I mean, it's not like it's a bad season. It's just, there's, 
So obviously it's not a bad season. It's just there are good teams and it's hard to win in this league. So like what, what's your ultimate takeaway? That you need luck no matter how good you are. And, yes. Um, that's a huge one. And that I look at the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And that uh, that character matters as well. And as much as you can blind yourself to it when you see it, talent, character still prevails in the end. And I just think of the difference between someone like Mike Evans and Antonio Brown. Obviously, like AB ended up not being worth it, as tantalizing as it was to see him in nice there. Day. And whatever, they cut bait. Like, I don't even hold it against them. I would have brought him in. I would have re-signed him too, just like, you know, Jason Light and, and they did. And they, um, the Bucks have built a really strong locker room. Um for based, sure. Based off for high sure. character guys, they love being around each other. They love yeah. love the team. They love their teammates, sorry. So that's important. And I think that they, the, the biggest takeaway, though, this year combined with last year, is that the championship DNA has been established within this franchise now because they have these expectations and they understand what it takes to win. Unfortunately, the, the, the biggest contributor to that is 44 years old, and now there's all the rumblings that it might have been his last game. Um, I, I, don't I don't believe it is. It. I don't believe it is. I, don't, I just don't. I don't know. I think Tom's he's playing too well and he loves this yeah. sport so much. You've come this no far. Sh- You're 100% agree. You know, like you're going you're to give it one more at least. I think I hope what's I hope. The, what's the difference between 44 and 45? Like, I guess, I guess you'd have to ask a 44 year old or a 45. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> I just mean like, look at what he did this year. Yeah. Really? Like, yeah. we're really worried. It's not like. Like people want to make the Peyton Manning comparisons. Manning had like fusion surgery on his back that affected his ability to throw. That that's not happening here. It's not even close. Yeah, because it was a physical ailment, like which is yeah. the case most often, right? In Brady's case, his arm looks like as live as ever. Yeah, it really totally does. Is, like statistically, just as good as it was when he like ten to twenty years ago. Like it's insane. And if you consider how much smarter he's gotten every year at this point, it's just like it's it's he's it's like he's in his prime. Yeah, it's crazy. He's not yeah. like yeah. I think I said it at like when we were previewing the team. Like it doesn't feel like a Tom Brady drop off is ever going to come. Like he's just so good. And I'm just hoping he's. Because we all know he's a psycho competitor, right? It's what yeah. makes part of what makes him so special. So I think him being that, um, you know, and 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 it's not like this team's going to be blown up. Like they have the potential to to bring back some of these guys. They'll have to lose some. It won't be quite like last year, but um, they can put an extremely competitive roster together. And just to tie it back to the character thing I was talking about, like how character really matters, and that was one of the realizations I came to this season. Um, Chris Godwin, you pay the man, you bring him back because he yeah. is super high character as well. Obviously, an incredibly productive receiver. So hopefully, you can get him back in a seventeen million dollar range. Yeah, How, but okay. So, like, we've already opened Pandora's box. Are there two different scenarios if you're Jason Light of what your roster building, your team building looks like this summer? Whether twelve resigns or comes back or not. Very interesting. I think like, yes. I, I think I, I think the the effect of it is inevitably like the player's willingness to come back will be affected by Brady foremost, right? And so, say Brady were to retire, but Godwin came back and Fournette came back on an affordable deal, and Jensen resigned and all that. Then I think then I think Light's gonna say, "All right, we're gonna make a play for someone here. We're gonna we're gonna ship future picks, which he doesn't like to get rid of, and try and make a play for one of the free agent quarterbacks or something." Because yeah. I think he believes in the core around Brady still, right? Like I don't—they're not running out Kyle Trask or Gabbert realistically. No. But again, it still oh. all hinges on Brady, of course. Like because if he's you know if he's not back, then you're going to Plan B and Plan C. Um, so I mean, I don't know what kind of answer that is to your question, but it, it's, it's all, hard to say right now. It's hard to say. Because it all stems around around Tom Brady, though. That's what I like. That's yeah. You, until you I, know what, what he's doing, I can't imagine that he's done unless he just, for whatever reason, happens to be over it. I don't think he's physically done at all. Definitely so, not physically. That's yeah. That's if a- he decided like that was enough. Like, I don't. Bill, I, Bill Simmons, such an idiot. Was I, I just saw a clip on twitter today saying this is the perfect way to go out like on um, why why is this the perfect way to go out I, like 
in I, any the, on any planet. What what is that? I don't get that at all. See, and and I the fucking Super Bowl last year. Like that might be a way to go out. Yeah, I don't know. There's no greater indication that he and I, I don't I don't rip on people for having an opinion who didn't play sports, but there's no greater indication he never played sports competitively than that. Like for him to act like that would be the best way. Yeah, I think he's trying to say like you could blame it on like they got unlucky, that type of thing. It's like I don't like I don't know where you could as a guy that's been following Brady from like the inception of his career. Like, how are you even coming to this conclusion that he would think that that's the perfect way to go out? Because he's a Pats fan, right? He's a diehard Pats yeah. fan. Pats and whether he wants, he's like trying to pile it on, yeah. He, and more so, he just doesn't want Brady's legacy to extend any further beyond New England. I think so. I just keep winning Super Bowls elsewhere. Yeah. So I think I think that's his his low key bias that maybe he hasn't even recognized. But I would imagine that's why, because I certainly wouldn't interpret it that way. I think that would make Brady's fire burn hotter. And you know, the incredible amount of injuries, the magnitude of the injuries, the timeliness of them this year was. Like it, it was an anomaly even in the National Football League. It was insane. Yeah. So Brady knows that too, right? Like I don't know. They they need depth in in a few places. Obviously, they didn't have the receiver depth that we all thought because when you're you're one B and and third best receiver, some of the best in the game both go down. They people weren't able to step up. And and Scotty Miller looked good when he finally got a chance yesterday. It took all that for him to get a chance. I was I was. A, it's kind of yeah. peculiar, man. Like, I'm just curious about the Scotty Miller thing because he looked pretty good. He was the only other guy, it seemed, uh, who, who had a little yeah. juice to him yesterday. Tyler, Tyler Johnson had that one catch near the in the in the red zone, but it wasn't he was not reliable throughout that game. He's that always sure. gonna drop or do nothing with his first like four targets, it seems, yeah. and then he'll start yeah. to like, catch enough for it's so weird. He looks nothing like he's the guy always looking at his hands and stuff. I don't like. I don't really like what you see from like what you see from him, to be honest. I think he's got a lot of talent, but like, I don't know, kind of always looking at looking around as to what happens. Like, yeah, you dropped it, bro. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. Like, that's what happened on the play. Yeah, like, and he, just, he doesn't look into it. It's it's bizarre. Like, because him at Minnesota, I was like ecstatic when we got him in the fifth yeah. round. Felt I thought it was a steal. We all know. We all know. We've all played with the guys who, who need however much time to like actually get into the game. Like they don't start the game as if they're into it, but kind of tough to be a productive receiver in the NFL. If you're like that, and especially because then you're just not going to get the target. So good luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially in this offense. Yeah. yeah. And with Tom Brady, like Jesus, he's going to throw to whoever's going to catch the ball. Yeah. So, you know, the interesting, the most interesting question, like, was already asked is just what do they do next? And I think it all hinges on Brady. And, um, but I think the organization believes they have enough high quality pieces in place to continue to compete at least for the very near future for next season. And I think they'll try and do everything they can to, you know, keep that stability intact as much as they can. You know, if it's not, if it's not a free agent quarterback, like, I mean, if it's not one of the like the guys that are rumored to be out there and you're going after a free agent quarterback, it seems like Tyrod Taylor would legitimately be the only other option out there. Like from the midi- like the medium tier kind of thing? Well, like those other guys are still under contract, right? Like if we're talking about Rodgers and, and uh, Russell Wilson, like I don't think they're forcing their way out of their situations or a Deshaun Watson or something like that. But like of the guys that are like free agents, free agents, and you can just sign like unrestricted, like Tyrod Taylor would probably be the top of the list. Yeah, and but Andy Dalton, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Cam Newton, Jameis yeah. Winston, like Brady's coming back. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> I know it gets bleak. I know. I didn't. I didn't want to open this can of worms, but like, no, I'm. Uh... Well, if 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 Rodgers or Wilson wants to go to Tampa, then. That, that'll just get figured out. Like the NFL yeah. contracts mean nothing. So yeah, true. I know what you're saying, obviously. It's just, yeah. Like, like if, that's, it, if that's they just don't, how it'll yeah. go. Yeah. 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 So like, we'll, I'll do a off season. We'll do some off season wish list um, episodes when the time comes and we get a little more clarity on that. Um, you know, Whitehead free agent, Carlton Davis, free agent, Ryan Jensen, free agent, Jeez. Alex Kappa, free agent, um, and they've already used some of those voidable years. So they're not going to be able to keep everyone again. 
but they they do they will have some wiggle room at least to bring some of those guys back. And I think Whitehead and Jensen yeah. are at the top of my list. I think they'll franchise tag Carlton Davis probably. Um, show that he can do it. He missed, you know, he tore his quad this year. He missed a big chunk of the year. He's 100% their best uh, corner. Um, so, you know, lots to be done. Um, like Corey Hall in the comments says, Kappa, OJ, Rojo gone. Exactly. So, there, there, you know, there will be space cleared up. Um, Rojo and OJ Howard's rookie deals expiring and Kappa for that matter. Kappa will be, uh, Kappa will be a desirable player um, for a lot of people, for a lot of franchises, but we're going to have to re-sign Stinney cheaper or um, maybe Robert Hainsey, the guy they drafted out of Notre Dame will be ready. I don't know, but uh, he's a guy who I think is going to have to be a, a casualty in order to bring someone like Jensen back or Whitehead. So, Anyway, that, that, you know, I, we don't need to talk about that right now. Just kind of a little Cole's notes on it. I think I don't know what else there is to say. I feel like I feel like all the Bucks fans are in this similar mood that I am. Shout out to our guy Corey Hall here giving us some energy. Thank you, bro. For, for yeah, um, I know it, it's tough. Yeah, but whatever it is, the post mortem. Yeah, it, you know, it's been an it's it, it was still a fun year because we were talking about yeah. one of the best teams in the league and just yeah. on, on Tom Brady's performance alone, it was absolutely invigorating despite all the things that went down. And, um, and I think, I, I just think that the, the, the players showed a lot of fight yesterday, even though a lot of things had For to sure. go their way. Um, I think that's inspired by Tom Brady at the top, but I already think that that's really manifested itself in all these other guys too. And the other guy is Levante David. Seeing how pissed he was early on, he threw his helmet. There's one time I didn't even care. I'm like, good, Levante's that pissed. Like, that's going to wake some people up. Yeah. Um, Levante David is like my Tom Brady of like this team. Like, I yeah, love yeah. He is Levante Tampa Bay, David. yeah. I love that guy so much. Like, he's, he's putting yeah. together low-key a Hall of Fame career, and I hope it ends up there. Um but he's still playing at such a high level. I know he's a little hurt right now, but he's the heartbeat of, of the other side of the ball. Um, truly is. So anyway, I think I think there was so much football this weekend, though. That was so insane. I don't know if you, you guys want to take us through or where you want to start in terms of the other yeah. game. But I'm going to kind of let you, one of you guys take over the host host role so I can just Well, just just cry. the last thing on the box. Like, it was great to talk about them all year. And, you know, we're obviously going to have a lot of to- lot to talk about in the offseason. It's just sad. Like, it just – it's sad. Yeah. Like, you know, you watch a team all year. They're really good. And you lose a heartbreaking game like that really sucks. And we're going to get into that with uh, with three more teams and three more fan bases here, obviously, because all four games were just incredible and nail biting and down to the last play or overtime or obviously, which is the last play. But still, but um, this the Cincinnati Tennessee game to start us off was pretty wild. And it was like rungs below the other three on the ladder of insanity. You know what I yeah. mean? Like just not even close. Seems like a normal game now. Seemed like a normal game relative, even though like big turnovers, like Derrick Henry getting stopped on fourth and one, the fact that they yeah. went for two earlier in the game and he didn't get it. And just, yeah. and um, wow. Like what did, I think since he got like Burrow got sacked nine times and they win the game, like, how does that even happen? And, and you know, obviously the, the lead up into that matchup was, are they going to have time to protect Burrow and get the ball down the field? And so, like, not really, yeah. but I think they won. I, I, I saw a tweet, uh, and I think it encompasses exactly where Titans fans should be right now. It said, uh, Mike, Ra- Mike Vrabel can't say this, but Ryan Tannehill completely, like, Oh, did I decide with Jersey? Oh, okay, come on, Woody. He said, uh, he said, uh, <laughs> football or basketball. I know, yeah, true. I'll, I'll go, uh, I'll go f- football, I think. <laughs> Shout no, out no. Brian Wood, real quick, though. Him and yeah. Bo made a bet all, at, during the last show. Um, Dundas local where we grew up. So Brian Wood's a Bengals fan, also. So congrats to you, Woody, on that. Yeah, and, that was a huge win. Yeah, sorry, Bo, keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said that uh, Mike Vrabel can't say this, but Ryan Tannehill single-handedly lost this game for them. Tannehill throws a pick, his first throw of the game, his first throw of the second half, and his last throw of the game. Wow. Insane. Like, it just – and, like, for a game plan, that really shouldn't have been that complicated against the Bengals. Like, the the runs were actually working, even when it wasn't uh, Derrick Henry in there, that uh, the Freeman kid was – gashing them 
and then just getting it over the crossers to Julio Jones and AJ Brown was completely yeah. fine. A few shots to AJ Brown every once in a while too. Like I just don't, I don't get what he was seeing on. And a lot of the time, like the picks that he threw weren't to those guys. So it's like if you're forcing well, the, the ball anywhere, why aren't you forcing it to those guys? This the screen pass out in the flat that got oh my up god, in the air. like I mean. He completely that's, resigned that's, to it. He's like, oh, don't, oh, whatever. They're just going to knock this down. It's just like, yeah. well, they could tip it up too. That's a bit of a tough break. But the first throw of the game, it was like so jarring. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think I was, I don't know, eating or grabbing a beer or something like that. I was like, holy shit. The, like, yeah. okay, the Bengals now have the ball in plus territory. Like, great start. What a, what a, what a, what a prefacing of things to come, eh? Like, what a welcome yeah. to the divisional round. We get that first pass picked you're just like right oh, right away that feeling never stopped the rest of the weekend no mm-hmm. and the, yeah that's in like yeah like we're in for something here it's and you know the, the fans uh they only gave up three which not obviously not the end of the world but you know the fans are so jacked up they get to host the playoff game if they win they get to host the afc title game and then pick first play oh 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 great like what a start and um yeah, I guess it was kind of a, like Colin said, a harbinger for things to come. Pretty, pretty great atmosphere though. I thought like like Tennessee, yeah, oh, they yeah. really brought it. It was uh, it was. They fun. were just and, waiting. They were just like, we need something to cheer for, yeah. and like Tannehill just kept on robbing them of it. Well, I think I mentioned it on the other on the Friday pod too. It's like they like, you know, they put on for those Predators in the in the yeah. Titans playoff games. That's for sure. Right? Like they they don't uh, they don't mess around. So that was fun to watch. All four atmospheres were actually were actually pretty great, obviously. But um, yeah, man, like a couple huge turning points in that game. Obviously, I, you know, like I mentioned, Tennessee deciding to go for two when they had the penalty on what would have been the, the extra point. Yeah, or yeah, so to try to make it eight six, and yeah. you know that affects the no idea why. I, I think it's just like a, an expected value thing. You now have the ball on the one and you have Derek Henry. And if you can put up an extra point that you're supposed to do it, I'm whatever. Like if that's, yeah. if that's what the math says, I'm cool with it. I, I was actually texting with my buddy today and I was just, um, and I was just, it's surprising. Cause you know, most teams are just, or a lot of these coaches, but got to take the lead, got to take the lead, which whatever, it's probably not analytically, you know, disgusting to just to go up seven, six there, but you know, you know, I mean, hats off to Vrabel, I suppose if, if the move technically is to go for two there, but that was a big stop. And um, yeah, Burrow, I thought didn't have a great game, but he's tough as nails. Like he hung in there as much as possible to give them a chance. A couple big throws on that game winning drive. Oh, yeah. um, and just a killer pick at the end from Tannehill when it really looked like they had the momentum to go in and win the game. So yeah, like we said, uh, fun game. Bengals are probably the more fun team to play this uh, championship game against Kansas City. We obviously just saw them either before, or just before, or just after Christmas, beat them at home. So, yeah. what a start! Yeah, that what a start to the weekend. For sure, and then grudge match at Lambeau to follow that up. Obviously, right? And the, I mean. In the snow, I think, yeah, like the Rodgers for like the last game, like who you can't even put a bow on, like how insane those two quarterbacks were. But like the performance of the weekend for me was the San Francisco's defense. Like I just had never wanted a defense to win a game so badly before. Man, they, I mean, with how bad the offense was playing, and yeah, and you know the the killer pick by Garoppolo at the end of the first half. Um, just all that for them to, to, for them to keep them in the game while only having three points through the first, you know, whatever, three and a half quarters, uh, against Aaron Rodgers at home, because, you know, Green Bay had only scored 10 is just such a testament to how well the Niners played. And then it finally paid off with one of the biggest plays ever when that block punt happened. Oh my God. And the, and I mean, Obviously, the ball wasn't going far, no matter where it was, but it felt like it was in the air for 15 seconds, and it could have been anywhere. And then it came down just perfectly uh, for for San Fran to return it and run it in. That was like – this was like jarring shit to watch on TV. It was like watching an episode of Euphoria. (laughs) Dude, when you – you watch that game, right, Colin? 
Yeah, but I was like so geared up for Sunday. I had quite a few drinks by that point in the evening, so it was a bit of a blur. Uh, going into, I guess, when it ended and you realized who won the game, were you ha- were you like, okay, that's actually a pretty good matchup for the Bucks? I was ecstatic. Feeling- I told yeah, you last week, really I'd, I'd rather play the Niners than the uh, than the Rams. Yeah, yeah plus then it's at home. Exactly. But even after yeah, seeing that, you were like, "Oh, this team's beatable." Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Let's hey, good for the Niners, but they they pulled one out of their absolute ass to win that game. Like yeah, Garoppolo was bad, Kittle with a a few big drops. They yeah. Debo looked banged up. Trent Williams looked banged up too. But then but Debo made like every play. Are, no, they are both they are both banged up. Like, yeah, Trent Debo made the play. Up. Debo is absolutely amazing. I. Like he's a cheat code. He, he's just unreal. And so that, that's like a, one of the few guys in the league that you're like outside of their quarterback. If this guy is on the field, we are a different team. Like yeah. it's just game after yep. game. He proves it. It's a football weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Just a weapon. Yeah. hundred percent. No it's that much harder when you don't know what he's going to do to you. Right. It's not as, at least like with certain players that who are limited to one position, you can, you can at least, somewhat yeah. predict how they're going to try to attack you but with Debo they could run him 16 times or you know put him anywhere and then you combine that with Shanahan's creativity like pre-snap and the way he moves guys around and um, the deception angle of his his scheme it, it's just uh, it's a match made in heaven he uses them man he uses them properly who knows if Debo was playing for uh, oh my god yeah a different offense what what we'd be talking about him right would he just be yeah Imagine if he was in Seattle or something. Yeah. Like, oh my yeah. God, kill me. And I was they, just gonna say. Had, yeah. They I was had gonna him say, what if Percy Harden was in San Francisco? Oh yeah. I don't yeah, know. I think Urban call. Meyer in Jacksonville. Urban Meyer probably would have used him well, Scotty. Oh. <laughs> He's got that Percy well, Harden experience. Yeah, he would have kicked him or something. Yeah, something super <laughs> normal. Um. Yeah, but and then I, you know, Shanahan had Debo returning some kicks too, just to give him the ball, yeah. get him get him the ball in space any way possible, and he had a big return, kind of similar uh, with to what happened with Tyreek Hill with the big punt return against the Bills in the next or in the in the Sunday night game there. But um, you just have to give the ball to your best player, and he also on third and seven, so like to to make sure that they could run the run the clock down to to kick a last second field goal. It was like a nine yard run where Debo is just trucking guys, made a move and just, just incredible. Just, it's so valuable to have him. And uh, he was awesome to watch. And, you know, obviously the Packers could have won the game. They, they left some points out there. They had a field goal blocked at the end of the first half. That really, that gave the Niners some momentum. I think that they, to, to stay in the game. Um, but the, the, the Packers were a little fraudulent. I think we we mentioned their point differential and what their expected win total would have been closer to 11 and 6 um, based on, uh, you know, like like we said in the regular season, based on that point differential and everything. But still easily could have won that game and easily could have been hosting the NFC Championship game next week. But, you know, wasn't meant to be. I enjoy the Niners more. I'm glad they won. And they have to be feeling pretty comfortable about going into the not so hostile SoFi stadium to play the Rams this week. Like that's yeah. about as familiar a place as possible for any road team in the league. Right. I, th- I Did you see the stuff I saw on Twitter today? Whitworth's uh, wife was on Twitter being like, Hey, Rams fans do not sell your tickets to a 49ers fans. Like I'll buy them. And I think Frank Gore like re like quote tweeted her like replied to it and was like actually I'll buy them I'll, dude, I'll buy dude. any Rams tickets. Yeah. Didn't you guys That's see funny. the actual Rams organization was was using like a area code thing or zip code uh, restrictions? Wow, um, really? On the sale of their tickets, yeah. So they've been getting ripped on for it, obviously because it's so silly to- because there's way more Niners fans in LA than there are Rams. Yeah, fans. like they, sure. the Rams just got there. Yeah. I, right. I mean, even from the the game to, that ended the regular season, the home field advantage is going to be almost nothing, right? Yeah. Like, seriously. It's going to be well, like a bowl all, game. Yeah, seriously. We saw it all weekend. Yeah, exactly. So so if you had a Super Bowl future on the Chiefs, would, should, they, should you be paid out for it for the game last night? Because that sure as hell felt like the Super Bowl to me. It would have been a great <laughs> one. Un, just unreal. 
Just... What what a display! Like those offenses both um, were just clicking on literally all cylinders to the point where if your expectations was like LeBron versus Jordan in an NBA Finals like performing yeah. at their peak, it was like they both just delivered like all the big guys delivered except Diggs, but they had gabriel davis who looked like the best receiver in the world on the bills side of things literally the best receiver ever to play postseason football insane game for him but josh allen was out of control and of course mahomes was as well but that game could have gone on forever it was just like two neighborhood studs like vying for five-star status at the same in the same district and they were just going toe-to-toe like it was like being a kid man it looked it looked like their greatness was just it wasn't about as much about uh scheme or strategy it was just two great players giving them the ball and then making shit happen and they just kept doing it with all the odds stacked against yeah. them and the clock stacked against them the clock wasn't real they they transcended time both of them <laughs> <laughs> it really it really wasn't and like to think that the chiefs like i think everyone was talking about okay the chiefs are like their defense is actually better and everything they lose tyron matthew at like what was it the first play of the game first drive of the game at least like but i didn't realize that losing tyron matthew meant that you couldn't play with anyone in the middle of the field I've yeah never now you seen, just have 10, 10 players yeah <laughs> like you're allowed to put someone else out there i've never seen like the middle of the field be so open in the in the secondary it was incredible these were those a couple of the touchdowns like davis didn't have anyone within eight yards of them and no you know, not to take anything away but with the way that was going You've, you know, if the Chiefs pass rush didn't get home, the Bills were making a play. That's just, that was what was happening. It wasn't like, Allen had a few great throws, like a couple tight little crossers over the middle to the unvaxxed god Cole Beasley and stuff like that. But those touchdown passes were literal practice throws um, because they were just so wide open, which is, it's always so jarring to see because, you know, like obviously the camera's on the quarterback and then it, it pans to, wherever the ball's going and say, Oh, there's no one there. Like that he's, yeah, he's scoring. Um, That was unreal. But um, yeah, like, like where to start in the game. I mean, the chiefs leave four points on the board. They miss a field goal to end the first half. They miss the extra point to go up 24, 14. So it's 23, 14. And then the bills score um, on the next play on that, on that bomb. Right. So it's 23, 21. I thought one of the bit, I mean, there were a couple um, punting on fourth down blunders by both coaches. I thought in the second half uh, in the third quarter, I suppose. But um, when Tyree kill returned that punt to, I think let's say that it was the 17 or something like that. They run it twice. And then on third and one, they do the, the, the quarterback option, but with Kelsey under center. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like, for eight negative eight yards or something like that yeah well yeah so it, it it becomes fourth and four and i can't i couldn't believe that like that whole sequence was just insane i thought you like i think you just go for it on fourth and four anyway in it <laughs> in a game where you know your your defense can't stop anyone yeah the value in going up five is like zero obviously yeah. it limits them to you know th- so a field goal doesn't take the lead or whatever for Buffalo. But that whole sequence was absolutely crazy. Of course, Buffalo marches down and scores. You know, what's going to get lost in this game is that two-point conversion was absolutely crazy. Allen keeps yeah. the play alive and that little flip to Diggs in the back of the end zone who made a great catch to go up three. But yeah. that was like the 13th craziest thing in the entire <laughs> game or in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. I, like, I think you, you said we got some fourth quarter or fourth down blunders or whatever. Um, I actually wanted to give uh, Sean McDermott a little bit of a shout out here because he like he came out of there like guns blazing. He realized I'm playing the Chiefs for the first time in a long time. Yeah, but they went he four for four, the... four for four on fourth downs too. Right? Yeah, he did in the first half, and then yeah. it was four. Yeah, and, and the half second and... half was a little bit different. Yeah, and then in the second half, you know, it gets a little tighter, and yeah. he couldn't pull the trigger. It was like fourth and half a yard, and he. Kicked it away. Kansas City comes down and scores. Obviously, yeah. it didn't kill him that much because then Buffalo, um, you know, like we said, Buffalo scored on the next play. But that was – I know you're on your own 35 or something like that, but you have Josh Allen. Guess yeah. what? The odds are he's going to get a half a yard there. You can't kick it away. Um, and, it, and, it, and it came back to bite him. So 
Obviously, it was considerably better than the debacle of his coaching last year in the yeah. championship game against against KC. He was definitely more aggressive, but he, he I think he needed to turn turn it up one more notch. Um, sorry, where do you want? Like, okay, so the Tyreek Hill touchdown is insane to go up Wait. four. How did you feel about that, Biz? Sorry. How'd you feel about the Tyreek Hill touchdown when they went up four and he did the Oh my God. What what <laughs> well, I obviously had flashbacks and just in general I wanted to uh, I went Oh yeah. But no, it, <laughs> yeah. like I don't blame him. Oh, yeah. Shit, man. He's such a crazy dynamic athlete. I was I He's thought so it was more cool. badass when when they put him on the punt return and he did it and then it got they replayed the down like they accepted oh. the penalty and replayed oh, yeah, it yeah. and then he just did it again because it was he's so dynamic you got to get him out there but he's so fast he's doing it to a guy between him and the end zone like it's crazy. yeah i know and the guy's in front of him and he's like oh i'm going to pass you in all honesty like as a bucks fan like we got our revenge for the beat for the deuces like he can keep rocking his deuces that is his yeah, thing dude, and he's dude, just dude. an electric athlete like, dude, that's all there is to say i th- i thought they were gonna get him for taunting well, that's so too. How was it not? A lot of How people talk not? about that. A lot of people talk about that today, and it's true. Like, yeah, because if you look at the, yeah, yeah, some of the talks. It's because the NFL playing. likes that. They the NFL thinks that's cool when the offensive player does it. They're like, oh, that's that's awesome. Well, and as much as we discuss referees getting overly involved um, and often ruining games, especially in the NFL, right? Like, yeah. um, uh, those referees didn't mess shit up. So good for that crew in that yeah. in that game for the most part like there weren't a ton, any major debatable calls or you know they didn't throw many flags i guess yeah yeah no they didn't steal they didn't steal the spotlight or really determine the game uh which which was nice i think it's also in large part because the secondaries for both teams weren't near any receivers so it's not like there was any potential big pass interference yeah. calls coming down the stretch but just oh my goodness like I, when Tyree Kill scored, I was I th- thought the only way the Chiefs win is if the Bills if the Bills turn the ball over because a minute two it, all the time in the world for them to score, which they did yeah. obviously. Thirteen seconds, and Buffalo kicks the ball through the end zone, which is just unforgivable. You you, yeah. you just absolutely really. cannot do that. It's not even a debate either. No, it's no like, you got to squib that sucker. You got to sure. squib it. it the, it's six seconds per play. If they have yeah. to field that, it knocks it down, and they, they literally just don't. It's have one play. Oppor- yeah. yeah, they don't have the opportunity. Like this isn't. And that's not service. That's the difference. And that's not just it, revisionist history. Like I like like I was thinking that right there. I was very shocked as well. Of course. Because, yeah. It's, like everyone it's was. Bad. Yeah, that's a, yeah, everyone. But like I think McDermott was legitimately that scared of Mahomes that he was like, I don't want to give him even a short, even th- that much shorter of a field. Which is insane, but that's the only reasoning you could have. I think they're more scared of giving up a return, which is yeah. nuts. How, what? How? What's the percentage of of kickoffs that, that go for a touchdown? Like it's pretty, it's pretty small. Yeah. Bo, if the difference is one play in that situation versus like eight yards shorter of a field from Mahomes, it's not even a question. Like you just have yeah. to, you have to do the squib. I, and then. The play up to hit like to Hill, unbelievable. It's like holy, like like I'm like, all right, they're probably gonna need to hit like a 57 yarder or something. And then they get it to like the Kelsey thing is incredible. He goes yeah. down at the exact right time. Um and oh, like immediate yeah. calls timeout, like yeah, as he's getting before he's even on his two feet, he's calling timeout. Like yeah. the 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 scene the comeback on this in the seam route at the first down, is that what you're talking about? No, I'm sorry. I'm talking about the next one, like to set up the field goal. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The comeback at the scene was the play or two plays before um, the Hill touchdown. But uh, that, was an, that was an audible at the line, eh? Yeah, um, I know. I saw that is, today. That's when you really know that the rapport between those two guys is getting uh, scary. So the other thing you got to mention, like you're talking about how it, it was like, you know, when Teron Matthew le- left the game, it's like he handed a backstage pass to the concert to Gabriel Davis. And he was like, here, unlimited access. Just Seriously. come through here. No, <laughs> yeah. no one will no nope. ID you. You're good. No one's going to stop you. you yeah. Just wear my jersey. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Just tell, yeah. tell, him, t- tell him Tyron sent you, bro. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, you can have those Fiji waters. Yeah. They're all, yeah. That's all good. Those are for you. Yeah, no that's worries. That's a green room, yeah. Take your shoes off. Score a touchdown. Do whatever you want. 
but, um, but yeah. Buffalo on the other side, like what's the, what's their excuse? Like, I guess, is it the chiefs are that great or did the bills have a bit of a collapse? Right. We talk about, like I said, two best safeties uh, in the game. Obviously they don't yeah. have Tredavious white, but um, you know, lots of talk about, about that unit overall, the bills defense being one of the best, maybe if not the best all around defense in the NFL, and they were getting shredded. They kept on reminding us they were the best, right? And the broadcast, they kept on saying it's the yeah. best defense on third down good. and so highest scoring defense. Yeah. Good All that doesn't matter. Is- Mahomes is that good. That's, yeah. that's, that's what it comes up to for me. It's just like you can try to guard these guys as long as you want. He's going to fit it in the tightest windows with yeah. the weirdest arm angles or he's just going to extend the play. Him running with the ball – not, I just, I just for not that I forgot, but I just written it off. Like I just didn't think he did that anymore. Yeah, the arm talent yeah. is so is so extreme. It's just all you want to talk about. But then when you watch him, every time you see him scamper, like in the first half, he had a that drive where he, he accumulated he like yards in yeah, the first yeah, half, like a thirty six yard run. Yeah, and then you're yeah. just like, oh shit, that's right. He's he's also very capable of moving the sticks. He's very innate. Like he has incredible awareness when as a rusher. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like clearly not that fast, yeah, I, but. Just a he little picks thing. Spots. He picks yeah. his spots so well. Perfectly. He, and he's ex- he's exceptional at extending just for the first downs as well, like in general. Yeah, I don't know. So Good awareness. And to not take big hits. But he yeah. also, I feel like he has a feel of when there's going to be a high hit or a late hit and he tries to accentuate and sell it. He's just, he's so good. He's yeah. he's just so fun. And the better offenses beat the better defenses. It's just, it's just how it goes. So... The, so I think Josh Allen played just as well as Mahomes in this game, but I think yeah. the difference ended. Like I mean, difference could have been whatever. Could have, it would have been whoever had the ball last, I guess. But yeah. Um. But I do, and and I know they had Gabriel Davis going off. But like, the di- the super special thing is you combine a quarterback with Mahomes' talent with, like like, maybe the best receiver, maybe the best tight end in the game. Like the trio of those those three together, um, and and their experience now and working under Andy Reid, it's just the absolute nightmare matchup for any secondary. Like they're just you know the three of them. Yeah. I feel like they rarely send Tyreek Hill vertical now. Like he's less of like a, like a straight out wide out. And he's just like, get him the ball, which I'm not taking this, like saying this as a, as a bad thing. It's just like, get him the ball in space and look what he can do. Almost feels more like this year that change. I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, um, yeah like I think so too. He's mostly well, yeah, I think they just guards. they stop throwing it to him deep. He still he still runs those routes, but he gets so much attention when he runs those routes that he'll take yeah. two to three DBs with him. Yeah, it's like he's the fastest guy in the league, maybe, but he's almost not a deep threat yeah. because they don't need it to happen or something like that. It's only on broken plays it feels like where he kind of takes off and goes, and then Mahomes tries to hit him. But um, what a game! You know, I've obviously been uh, a Josh Allen skeptic. Well, I couldn't like obviously. I'm that that game is enough right there to 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 change anyone's opinion. He was absolutely incredible, and the Bills have to be so happy that they have him. Um, someone just had to lose. Someone had to lose, yeah. and it took an absolutely you know one in a million, never seen before type thing for the Bills to lose that game. And then of course they lose the coin toss. Right, so yeah, and it was done. It was you could see it. You'd see it in their face as soon as they lost the coin. coin It was the exact same as the Patriots Falcons Super Bowl when New England won the coin toss. Honestly, you could have turned the game off. It was just a matter of how many plays it was going to take in the score. And when and when he yelled tails, Josh Allen, I was like, yes, that's the right call. And then sure enough, (laughs) sure enough, I was wrong. Wasn't my day. It sometimes fails. Yeah, about fifty (laughs) percent. Um, but what a game! Like what Josh game. Allen arguably followed up his best game ever with a better game. Yeah, like, if you really look at it, like I, I think I opened up last week or opened up on Friday, being like, "Oh, there's gonna be a regression, just a matter like how much of a regression." It like you could argue he was better than he was against New England because he had sure. to do it for four quarters. For yeah. sure. Well, um, we are just about at the end of our time here. I think we covered all those games and obviously started off talking about that that Bucks Rams game and. Uh, for you two, for Scott and Bo, since there's no more Bucks games to talk about, even though we'll be providing plenty of Buccaneers content, I just want to say thank you guys for uh, joining us for the ride. Providing your unbiased perspective is super valuable, right? Because I got to keep myself in check, and it's hard to do it without you guys. So, um, well, let me tell pleasure, you, being, un- being unbiased, I was pretty biased watching that Bucks Rams game. Man, did oh, I want yeah. them to pull that yeah, one. Oh, my, like that was that was awesome. They. 
frustrating team, but a fun team. And, um, you know, another great year and just what a signing, what, like what a pickup Brady was for them. Too bad all the injuries uh, happened this year, obviously, but overall a lot of positives to take out of it. And um, yeah, man, just, and not to mention one of the wilder things we've ever seen on a football field with, uh, with Antonio Brown leaving in the middle of the game. So we'll always have Yeah, that. I kind of we'll feel always, like I got the we'll full Bucks fan experience. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that brought you back. It's like you've been with us forever. That's something that would ha- that's so old Bucksy thing. That would happen. Um, so my best advice in terms of like recovering from this Bucks fans, the only advice that I can think of is if you got a Bills fan, you know, cuddle up to them and and cry on their shoulder, and they'll do the, offer them the same opportunity. Um, my my Bills friend, our friend of the show, Vic Razzo, just texted me. He said Josh Allen was ten and zero on coin tosses going into yesterday's game. Oh wow! How Come crazy on. is that? Yeah, T. Scott, so much for fifty percent. Tails is the play. How do you you don't know that he used tails every time? Oh, he does. Who oh, changes? Okay. You're yeah. crazy. Tails recognize <laughs> tails, baby. Sorry, um, I didn't know there was all these coin toss takes uh, ready. You know, it's not like it's literally a coin toss. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. We didn't get into the whole rules thing, but that's too bad that the Bills didn't get a chance to to return serve, as it were. But uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and although the Bucks regular se- or the Bucks season is done, Bucks banter will continue on. We're gonna have NFL playoffs to continue to discuss, and then of course my favorite day of the year will be coming up next after the the Super Bowl champion is crowned, and that, that's the NFL draft. So uh, lots of draft content coming up as well. Uh, so thanks for joining us this evening and uh, throughout the season, Bucks fans on Bucks Report. Shout out to all you guys. You made the show fantastic. Even though I'm sensing some depressed vibes today, that's expected. And I'm I'm sending them off myself as well. So no no blame. Um, so till next time. Thanks, Go guys. Bucks. Go Bucks. Later.